Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Aesthetic Insider always likes to um, have interviews with doctors that make a difference. And today we have um, two guests on the show, Dr. Catherine Maloof and her sister Maureen, who are really making a difference. Um, as many of us do know or may know, you know, or believe in, every child deserves the opportunity for an education. But for more than 264 million children worldwide, that chance is denied for one simple reason. They cannot afford or they do not have access to a school uniform. Dr. Catherine Malouf and her sister Maureen have created Uniforms for Hope. And today we're going to talk about this wonderful foundation and what our listeners can do to help them in their mission to provide uniforms for children worldwide. Catherine, Maureen, welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. It's a pleasure to have both of you on the show today. Thank you, Angela. Pleasure to be here. And I'm happy to be here and happy to tell everybody about Uniforms for Hope. Well, absolutely. Well, you know, before we get going, because there really is so much for all of us, including myself and our listeners, to learn from both of you. But, you know, why don't we just start off by, you know, both of you telling our audience a little bit about yourself. And, Catherine, if you don't mind, if we can start with you, that would be great. That would be wonderful, Angela. Um, I'm a chiropractor. I had a passion to help people my whole life, and I had a positive experience when I was 15 where chiropractic helped me with sinus and allergy problems. And that prompted me to study chiropractic. And my vision has always been to heal the planet and help as many people as possible. And I used my practice as an outreach. I would always not only help people on a physical level, but also with their emotional stress and nutritional stress. And my specialty was helping children. I would go into the schools and talk to children about health and bring my spine, and they absolutely loved it, and they learned. And then I created a program for teachers, a stress program for teachers. So I was always speaking and educating because I thought education, power, knowledge is power, and if people know how to be healthy, they're going to take charge of their own health. So I created programs. I did back safety programs for the fire department and the police department. I spoke to companies and created a whole program, how to remain fit while you sit, because people in corporate America work comp and injuries. We wanted to prevent that so people could be as productive as possible. And I uh, also, every Valentine's Day, I used to have a food drive where people would bring in cans of food to help the needy in exchange for adjustments. And then every Christmas, I'd have a toy drive to help the children's hospital. So every Christmas Eve, I'd go in my T-Burn convertible, and there would be like a 1,000 Harley guys on their motorcycles dressed as Santa Claus, and we'd go to Chalk Hospital and visit the kids and bring them the toys. So I always loved helping other people as well as having my practice. And then uh, my sister and I, we created books like healthy eating books and the stretch video it was actually the first stretch video on Amazon, believe it or not. It was a long time ago. And we wrote uh, books on health and wellness who were actually the health and wealth team because she did all the finance in my office. So we were always a great team working together to make a difference. Good morning. Why don't you talk about your background? 
Sure. You know, we actually grew up in Connecticut in a small town, and my uh, family was actually in the ice cream manufacturing business. And I, from a young age, I always worked in the business. I was always interested in business and always asking questions and wanted to learn more about business. So that was always my interest. So when I went to college, I excuse me, uh, majored in accounting, and I also have an MBA. So after that, after school, I worked in corporate America for a number of years. But for some reason, I just never felt fulfilled in what I was doing. And I was always interested in health. And like my sister said, I came and worked in her office, managed her office. We worked together and did a lot of programs. Um, but then I wanted to do more with my life. So that's when I decided to start the nonprofit. So so that's great. I mean, both of you have such great, diverse backgrounds, but that really come together as one. And, and I think this new mission that you guys have with the Uniforms for Hope is really that fantastic combination of, of many years of different educations brought together for one amazing cause. Um, but Maureen, you know, how did you get the idea to start Uniforms for Hope? Well, actually, I never really thought I would start a nonprofit, but I love to travel and I always had a passion to help kids. So I've traveled to over 43 countries, and I always visited schools and orphanages around the world, and I really connected with the kids. And, you know, my sister was always working so much, she never really wanted to go on any trip, but I did get her to go on this trip to Peru with me. We went to Machu Picchu, and we're actually in a school there, small school, and we brought stickers for the kids. You know, they get all excited. They all get around you. And then, you know, I realized a lot of the children were really poor, so we brought them, like, little um, snack cakes and bananas. And, you know, they got so excited. They were excited about their schools. So when I was speaking with one of the teachers, she happened to mention to me that do you realize that a lot of children are not attending school because they can't afford – it was a mandatory uniform they had to have, and that was a public school. And, you know, that kind of struck me that, gosh, they don't let, they're poor and they don't let the children go to school without a uniform. So when I came home, it kind of stayed with me. I did a little research, and I, that's when I realized there's over 264 million kids not attending school. And, you know, a large reason is because they can't afford the uniform. So I figured somebody has to be doing it. I can't be the only one that thought of the idea. So... I realized nobody was really raising money for uniforms for kids, so I actually researched and just started the nonprofit myself because I realized, you know, a uniform, you know, can change a life if a child gets an education, and really an education is the only way out of their poverty. And that trip to Peru was really transformational for me because I hadn't taken that type of vacation, and um, I threw, un threw stickers in my suitcase at the last minute and I felt like a rock star. I mean, there was 100 kids surrounding me <laughs> asking for stickers. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a sticker. If I did this in the U.S., the kids would be like, a sticker? Really? I mean, get me a phone or something. But um, so it was – I was so impressed. And I remember meeting this girl, and she knew I was a doctor. And she showed me she had drawn a picture of the spine and all the organs. And she was so proud of herself. And I told her, I said, you could be a doctor someday and gave her hope and a bright future. So children in the U.S. have so much, I don't think they appreciate the little things in life, and they have no concept that there's children around the world that would love to go to school and aren't able to. So 
that trip really changed us. And I said, Maureen, we need to do this. She kept talking about it. I'm like, just do it. Just do it. So we did it. You know, such a wonderful story, and I and I, you know, can can kind of, you know, I have children myself, and I know getting them to go to school was definitely not an easy challenge. You know, I mean, my children are adults now, fortunately. Um, you know, but it really is, and and I also grew up in a country where a school uniform was mandatory, and and you definitely, you know, the the kids in the classroom who, you know, everyone had a uniform, but maybe not everyone's uniform was as well kept as other uniforms because of, you know, different levels of, you know, affluence or economics. Um, right. and, 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 you know, but I also do understand, I mean, and I think a uniform is, is fantastic. Again, I grew up wearing one, and I, and I think it does, it, it's an equalizer to all the children in the school. And, yeah, we um, wore uniforms. We went to a private school as well, and we had to wear uniforms all through high school. So we were used to that. And uh, we even showed a picture of us when we were in grammar school wearing a uniform with the plaid red uniforms. It was too funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see that picture. <laughs> but it, it does, it makes such a difference. And then again, the travel. I mean, so we're talking about Peru, which, you know, of course, you know, it was such enlightened. I mean, it's a country with Machu Picchu, which is to enlighten you to the world. Um, and, and it did. And so I'd love to hear more, Maureen. I mean, you seem to be the traveler in the group. Where else have you traveled to that has made a difference? You know, I've been to a lot of countries. I've been to Egypt, Hong Kong, Morocco, China, Tibet, Portugal, Nepal. Um, And, you know, what I realized it's pretty much the schools are the same everywhere. Kids have aspirations and hopes and dreams. So it's great to be able to do something to give those kids uh, the dreams uh, that they want. Um, and, you know, we work, uh, we, I can go over some of the countries we're working with to supply uniforms. Catherine, do you want to talk about the Kenya girls? Yeah, I'm really excited that we helped these Kenya girls. Uh, Maureen and I met Rose Sakuda at a ladies' meeting, and she told us about her history, how she was abused as a child, and she grew up in a small Maasai village in Kenya, and she wanted to make a difference with these girls so they wouldn't be abused. So she created a school just for girls. And actually, believe it or not, if a girl is not in school by age 11 or 12, they're married off to men age 50 to 70 that already have multiple wives, as many as six wives and 30 kids. So that is detrimental on that is what we want to stop. So the school that you created, the, some of the girls actually live there and they get their meals there. So a uniform will allow them to go to school and change their entire life. Because if you're, I mean, can you imagine if your daughter was married at age 12 and having children? I mean, that's, that's insane. That would never happen here. And uh, so that's really exciting to help these girls And we're also helping children in the Congo. We met this couple that actually they're from Congo, but they in Goma, but they went to college at Biola here in the U.S., but they had a passion to go back to their town and help children, and they started a leadership academy to create leaders in their community. So we've given uniforms to those children as well because they were in need so they could attend school. So those are two places that we're helping right now. And Maureen, 
Yeah, also uh, in Uganda, there's four villages where um, an organization started for a school in each village. So we help the, the, need, the ones that need uniforms, we help those children there, as well as Lebanon and Cambodia. We help children in Cambodia and Tanzania. And, you know, we work directly with the people on the ground there, so all the money that we raise goes to the uniforms for the cause. You know, that's really unbelievable. And we, we just kind of, you know, I'd like to touch a little bit more just on the value of an education because, you know, we here in the United States, we just think of, you know, well, every kid deserves a chance to go to school and every, you know, education is free for all and, you know, all of these things. And it's, you know, some kids go for it, some kids don't. You know, the high school dropout rate in the United States is, is over 50% right now. Um, which just shows that we are a country that really isn't valuing education. But, but what education is doing, you know, from what you're telling me, is it's, you know, helping end poverty, it's empowering, potent, you know, future women. It's, it's helping avert domestic violence. It's helping avert teenage pregnancy and, and, yeah, and marriage, yeah, and, which is almost like child trafficking. You know, I mean, it's, it's, the education is so much more than just learning how to read and write. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we've helped. I, I do hear back from some of the children. I mean, sometimes electricity is not that good. But in Lebanon, I helped uh, uh, some students and they're able to get on the Internet. Um, and this boy, uh, his name is Charbel. He sent me an email after uh, he, I, we got a uniform for him and his brother. So he emailed to thank us. And um, the big thing is that they're amazed that somebody from around the world who doesn't know them would buy them a uniform, do something nice for them, but not ask for anything in return. So that's a huge thing for them. And it really, it's amazing how proud they are of their uniform and it really wants them to do well in school and achieve. So even though you think, we think, oh gee, it's only a uniform, it's huge to them. But uh, he did tell me, he wrote me a story about um, with the uniform, that they also have a sweater, and he really didn't want to wear his sweater that day, but his mom made him, you know, you got to wear the whole uniform with your sweater. So him and his brother were walking to school. When they got to school, outside the gate, this, his friend was crying, and he goes, well, what's the matter? Why, what's the problem? And he said, well, I don't have my full uniform because my grandmother can't afford it. Um, till the following week, she was going to be able to have the money to buy him the rest of the uniform. So he took his sweater off and gave it to this little boy so he could go to school, so he got to go to school. So he was all worried on his way home that his mother was going to be upset with him for giving away his sweater, that he didn't have a sweater. She'd be all upset. So he got home, and his mother he told his mother the story, and the mother said, well, you know what, don't ask for the sweater back. Let him have it, and, you know, because everybody has a lot of pride, and, you know, he gets to go to school, and you were gifted the uniform. So, you know, one helps the other, so it makes it nice. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's so. wonderful. You know, girls, we're about halfway through the show here, and I, I know, Catherine, you have some, some stories also um, that I'm sure our listeners would love to hear about the children who have received it, the uniforms and what a difference they're making in the lives of other students too. Yeah, we actually uh, had a call with Beatrice and she's the head of the girls' school in Kenya 
And she was orphaned at age 11. Both of her parents passed. And uh, Rose, the one who founded the school, actually rescued her and changed her life. And because of that, because of her getting an education, she wanted to give back. So now she is the main teacher at the girls' school. So we talked to her. And on B, she said, on behalf of all these girls, they're so excited that they all get to be together with their girlfriends, and they get an education, and now they have a future. And like girls that sew, they're able to, you know, we buy the material from Kenya. The girls that are um, know how to sew, we give them the opportunity to make the uniform. So free enterprise, that's what we want to do. We don't just want to ship them a uniform. We want them to be able to make a living and give them some money and give them the uniform as well, so free enterprise. For You know, there's so many widows and, you know, women that need money that uh, it's a great opportunity for them to, to make a living as well. And then I'll just tell you about two students in Cambodia that um, they, one uh, girl, her name is Farom, she actually wants to be a chemistry teacher. So they tell you what they really want to do. She's in high school, so education, she feels, is her only hope. And then there was another 15-year-old boy, men, and he has dreams to be an engineer. So, you know, he, they say, you know, now I have a chance to make my dream a reality because they have an education just by us providing a uniform. So it's a great thing. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, now I've, I've heard about a theme song that, that you wrote, um, Catherine, I think, for Uniforms for Hope, Love Around the World. Um, a, I'd love to hear it. And B, how did that come about? Actually, I, I woke up one day with a song in my heart, and I'm not a singer or a songwriter, but God put that <laughs> song in my heart, and I wrote it out, and, and then I had this vision to have children that we help sing it around the world in English or in their own language, and I, I'm praying that somebody famous will sing the song so that we can create more awareness for Uniforms for Hope, but it was exciting because the children, I got a video the other day. We helped a 1,000 children in Cambodia get uniforms, and they recorded the song of all the children singing it. And it's really, I mean, it brought tears to my eyes. It's, it's on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, so you could watch it. And then also the Lebanese boys that we helped, they sang it in Arabic, which was so, so cute. So um, it's, it's, you know, you never know one thing could change somebody's lives. I mean, songs, people love music, and it could really make a difference in somebody's life to create awareness about these children. So I was happy about that. You know, it's so wonderful to hear all these stories and, and just what a difference, you know, you both really are making. And and obviously, you know, making that difference is not something you can do alone. I mean, it's got to be more than just the two of you going out with this message or just the foundation. So I'd really like to, you know, in the last 10 minutes of the show, really talk about the main goal of the organization right now and, you know, what can our listeners do to help? Right. You know, right now we really do, we have a huge need, so we really need to raise more money to buy uniforms. Um, we, everybody volunteers. We have a, a wonderful board of directors. Everybody volunteers. Nobody gets paid. So all the donations that people make go for the uniforms, go for the cause. And I actually started the uh, nonprofit myself, so I funded it myself. I um, just did it as a donation to get things started, so all the donations coming in would go to the um, to the cause. 
But what we really need is more corporate sponsors. Um, I know a lot of companies like to give back. They're socially responsible. So uh, we need more of them to get on board and help us out um, in a bigger way. And then we also have a lot of uh, donors who actually signed us up at their companies to be um, on the matching donation program. So if you work for a company or organization that does matching donations, whatever donation you make, then they match it um, 100% usually, so we get double the donation, so that really helps. Um, And then for us to spread the word, um, you can follow us on Facebook or on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, You could spread the word that way. Uh, We also do online fundraising for birthdays. We've had a lot of um, people do that for us and raise money that way. Um, You know, we have a great board of directors. Um, We have, obviously, myself and Catherine, my sister, are on the board. But we have a former NFL player, uh, Will Blackman, and he's the he is retired now, but he um, started a business, the Wine MVP, which is a monthly wine subscription. So he gives back a percentage from his company to Uniforms for Hope because he has a passion to give back. And then we have another board member, Sherry Callahan. She works with Cisco. And she actually, the company is very big on uh, volunteering and giving back for their employees to give back. So she actually applied for an award, um, and actually she won for Uniforms for Hope. It was a give back award. And she won, um, it was the America's Partner Sales Organization. So it's all the teams from across the North and South America. And um, actually, she won out of all the um, nonprofits. So Uniforms for Hope is well known at Cisco now. And then we have uh, John Carlson, who's a financial advisor. And then we have Heather Wadley, and she teaches computers at a local private school. So we have a diverse board. Everybody has... um, you know, a different background. So together, you know, it works really well. And now, um, so are you together? Involved... Oh, sorry, no, go oh, ahead, I was Maureen. just going to say, we, we always say to teamwork together, everyone achieves more. So it takes a team to make everything happen. So I may have had the idea, but it does take everybody to be involved. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, you know, you hear the old saying of, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And exactly. it really does, you know, it's, it's truth. And in this, in this, it takes a team to raise this, these children in these countries. That is, uh, I mean, I'm just, I, you know, kudos to both of you. I'm, I'm just amazed at how wonderful these stories are. Thank you. Now, um, you know, um, what schools are you involved with here and, and, um, I, I, had, I think you mentioned about a Uniforms for Hope club. You know, I'd like to learn more about that also. Sure. You know, the other idea I had is I feel kids here in the U.S., it's a great idea for them to raise money for kids overseas for their uniforms. So right from the beginning, I uh, went into the schools here locally, and I did a presentation to let them know what it's like in other countries and how they don't have the opportunities that we have here. So really, it makes the kids here more appreciative, um, and they have fundraised for kids overseas. So the very first talk I did was to 900 students at a high school, and they actually started Uniforms for Hope Club, where they raise money for the kids over the over um you know worldwide and i you know let them pick whatever country they want to what school they want to work with and then they help raise the money for the uniforms for those kids 
I've also gone into the high schools and elementary schools. I even had one second grade class um, each week. They do little chores at home and they bring in money. And then at the end of the year, they donate the money to uh, Uniforms for Hope. So it's been a great opportunity um, for kids. Like one nine-year-old girl said to me, you know, you mean to tell me I don't like school and they can't go to school? So it made her stop and think, like, you know, maybe I better appreciate my education a little more. So she was a little more appreciative and happy that she's going to school. Um, so, you know, it's been a good thing making the kids aware. How could a school get involved and have you come and speak? Because it sounds like a wonderful opportunity for students. Yeah, we'd love to come speak at your school. If you're, you you uh, are a principal or a teacher and want to have us come and talk to your classroom or a lot of schools have a weekly meeting where they have a guest speaker come in and speak to the entire school and want to take on a project so people can learn and help others around the world, we'd love to do that. You can contact us uh, through our website, uniformsforhope.org, um, because we want the kids helping kids I mean, kids can do car washes, bake sales. A lot of restaurants have a give-back night where they give a percentage back if you, you know, have a special night for that. And um, the biggest thing right now is we're doing a back-to-school fundraiser. Since COVID, we've been unable to have in-person fundraisers, so it's put a little damper on things. I've had to cancel fundraisers. But in the past, we had a really successful Zumba U-Jam fundraiser, which is uh, Latin fusion dance and hip-hop. We had over 100 people come and uh, eight instructors volunteer. The mayor even came, and we did an exercise class, and that helped the Kenya girls. And we've had um, two 5K events, one in person, one remote. But now with the back-to-school we have to do it online, so I have a Facebook fundraiser under Catherine Maloof where we're collecting money, or you can donate directly on the website, uniformsforhope.org. Think about it. When you're going back to school and you're buying school supplies and clothes for your children, just think that there are over 260 million children overseas that will not be attending school. And one of the largest reasons is because they can't afford a uniform, which is mandatory even in a public school. So you can make a huge difference in their lives. So I just want listeners to stop and think about that. You know, you could change a child's life by helping out in this fundraiser. So we're really trying to do everything online until we can do something in person again. So that would really help us out a great deal. How can a company or individual sponsor also get involved with Unifarms for Hope? Right. Like I said before, you know, we'd love to have corporate sponsors and companies that want to give back because um, we, we want it to help as many kids as possible, or you can donate directly on our website. Um, and like I said, uh, you know, the donations all go directly to buying the uniforms. But I was going to have Catherine talk a little bit about the 49ers Club because people can help that way also. Yeah, the average cost of a uniform is $49. So, when you think about it every day, if you go out for coffee or have lunch out, I mean, it all adds up in the month. So if you if you spend $49, you could help a different child every single month go to school. So by the end of the year, you would have changed 12 children's lives. And $49 isn't that much when you think about it. I mean, a couple lunches, a couple coffees adds up to $49. And the thing is, 
all your donations go directly to the child because I know a lot of nonprofits have expenses and all that where everybody on our team are volunteers. So you know that the money goes directly there and we're directly connected. So we make sure that the money goes to buying uniforms. We get pictures and videos of the children. So it's really comforting to know that so that your money is actually being utilized to change a child's life. So you can sign up on the website for that. We have a link for the 49ers club. That's amazing. I mean, and you do think $49, you know, is, is, is so little for the impact it has on a child's life. And, and then if these uniforms are actually made in the countries where you're sending the money to, it's also impacting the lives of the people in the community by putting them to work and giving them money that they wouldn't have had to begin with. So you're changing more than one life at a time. Right. Right. I know it really helps the whole community because a lot of times people have asked me, why don't, can we just ship our old uniforms from our private schools over there? And, you know, unfortunately we can't because each little village and each little area has their own uniform, their own color, their own, their own emblem. So um, it's difficult. So each area cost of the uniforms is different in each little area. So um, having them make it and have, make a, have a, make a living or support their family, you know, makes it valuable for the whole community. Yeah. It's interesting. It's almost, I mean, I'm in marketing, so to me it's almost like a logo or a brand in that the uniform in each community is recognizable. And so because right, it's unique exactly. and individual, and that's what inspires the other children who see that to want to go to school because they'll want to right. You know, whereas they wouldn't recognize, like, my old school uniform, <laughs> which, you know, was yeah, gray exactly. and white. <laughs> exactly. It's boring. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really good point. So um, just lastly now, both of you, I'm, you know, are there any parting thoughts that you want to lead us, leave us with? Um, how can our audience connect with you? I know you mentioned the website a couple of times, but is that the best way? Um, but, yeah, just, you know, a couple sure. of closing thoughts from both of you. Sure. You can actually email us right from the website. It'll say contact us and you can email us a message and I'll get that, you know, at uniformsforhope.org. Um, then we're also, like I said, on Facebook, Instagram. We have pictures of the kids, stories, uh, where we need help, um, uh, and also information on past fundraisers. Um, because, you know, we believe that one person can make a difference and together we are the Maloof sisters changing the world one uniform at a time. Oh, that's wonderful. Catherine, Maureen, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'd love to have you back on at another time so you can update us, you know, on uh, where things are going and how many other students you've helped. Again, thank you so much. Oh, that would be great. We'd love to. Thank you so much, Angela. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, have a great day, both of you, and onward and forward and here's for more fundraising for Uniforms for Hope. Thanks. Thank you.